Today's episode of the Be Bodega is brought to you by Apex Apparel. Apex Apparel is your one-stop shop for all your company's needs, from branding, screen printing, and embroidery, to promotional products, marketing, websites, and events. We look to be more of a partner than a provider and grow together to achieve your goals. Design, brand, market your way. Apex Apparel. Contact them today at 865-454-8765. Again, that's Apex Apparel. And welcome to today's episode of the Beat Bodega. You are now listening to the Beat Bodega, a music podcast. Music and talk for all you bitches. Enjoy. Whoa, that's new. Yeah, that isn't that new? Yes. So, yeah, that it actually happened yesterday when we were recording, uh, Eric and I. So, welcome to another episode of the Beat Bodega. <laughs> With us, as always, is Gilbert and Eric. And today, we are privileged and honored to have the legendary... D- DJ DBJ, our dear friend for many years, uh, Brant Vote. How you doing, Brant? What's up, gents? How are you? Glad to have you. So, so wait a minute. So it's DJ DBJ. I thought it was just DBJ. Like tomato, share. tomato. Yeah. How, how? What do you prefer? What should I be calling you the rest of the podcast? <laughs> Brant, Lord, Lord DBJ. That was, that was a great question. <laughs> still figuring it out. I'm still figuring. Uh, it out. Depended uh, on the promoter. The, the, <laughs> well, you know what? I get a lot of that. I get a lot of that too. A lot of people like, is it DJ G Funk or is it just G Funk? Why do you got to bring it back to you, man? Uh, it's all about me, man. Yeah, sorry, dude. Sorry, guys. Uh, uh, DJ G Funk at my A if you go. Messed up, <laughs> that one promoter that messed up the flyer and they put PBJ, like peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> or, or when I was DJing early on and not making any money, and our buddy Angel named me Free BJ because I would not get paid. <laughs> <laughs> About, oh, it, was it, wasn't it at one point where you were trying to come up with the name? It was DJ BJ, which would have been wow. totally fucked up. The worst name. <laughs> well, that's where it came from. Yeah. Like, AJ's like, I got to get you on a flyer. And I'm like, what's your name? And I'm like, somebody who joked around said DJ Sparky or something. Like <laughs> but uh, yeah, DJ BJ wasn't going to work. So then d- definitely not. How about DBJ? Then, the the funny thing right. is that a, uh, AJ named me as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. He named both of us. And you guys he named DBJ and G Funk. And he, he gets no royalties, huh? Yeah. Does, <laughs> does AJ get any credit for this? He seemed to build up a lot of you guys, man. What's nah, up? That motherfucker takes everything. He's, <laughs> he's earned his, he's paid his dues or he's yeah. Here's his, his credit right here, right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Brent, so typically we have a topic, we're going no topic. But I did wanted to do I did want to do something fun. Um so I got in trouble a few episodes ago with uh, Universal uh, Records because we actually used to put mixes, you know, along with the podcast. And then I got flagged and they they took down one of our episodes, which happened to be a versus battle. So, you know, it was first it was Eric versus me, then me versus Gilbert. And then uh, by default, now Gilbert won, but it was only by default. Um, so... The next version of our battles, all I did was place, you know, one artist against the other, and then you guys tell me which one you'd pick. So I did just because, you know, we have you on, and we all grew up in Miami. We're doing 10, 10 of these battles, Miami version. Right. You in on this, DBJ? Sure. All right. So I'll learn how to play as we go. There you go. So we're going to start with 
better freestyle song. Mm. De- <laughs> Coming in hot. Coming in hot. <laughs> Debbie Deb, Lookout Weekends, or Shannon, Let the Music Play. Let the music. Oh, man, I'm going to go Weekend. Gilbert? Oh. <clears throat> oh, that, that one's tough. I'm gonna have you know what I'm gonna do. Let the music play as well. Let that I I will I will go with let the music play. Eric, you stand alone. I always do. All right. <laughs> better two life crew song. Throw that D. I mean, sorry. Be, better, you know, uh, Miami booty song. Two life crews. Throw that D. Yeah, throw that D. I know. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> or poison clan dance all night. Throw dance that all D. Night. Throw that D. I'm gonna go with Eric. Dance all night. Oh, I, I knew I, I knew Brent that's was a gonna tough go one, though, bro. That's yeah. a tough one. That is a tough one. It's, it's tough. Throw that D was the first one, right? It's there. Like, that's the rap. That's why. That's man. that was the one that that set it all off. So that's why I'm 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 choosing that one. Because you're a purist. But yes. if if which one I'm still listening to t- today and have fun with, it's gonna be Poison Clan. That's all night. Well, throw that D. I can't listen to it unless it's the clean version because I usually have my daughter in the car. <laughs> yeah, the, and that that's a that's a Brent staple. That's a that's a. <laughs> That, what did you land, Brent? I didn't hear. I didn't hear. Who, 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 I answered it before the the second right. option was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you went through that D too. That was that, it. There was a comparison. Yeah, he yeah. always he always plays that. That's a, right. that's a DBJ staple. All right, Miami breaks or Miami base breaks. Oh, <laughs> well, define Miami breaks. Uh, just like Florida, like Florida breaks, like icy. Florida, yeah, yeah. Right. Florida breaks is what I should have said. Yeah. Miami base. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go Miami base. Too. Miami base. Right, Eric. 100 percent Miami base. God damn, man. Damn, you're like the fucking contrarian in this group, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, All right. I need some new friends. All right, we're, we're, we're like the throw... Florida breaks would be like in Marcel's car. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's... Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely in Marcel's car. Okay, got it. All right, so we're gonna throw it back a little bit. Power 96, 5 o'clock jams, or the Power Love Hour? 5 o'clock jams. Yeah, probably two Power 96, 5 o'clock jams. Right. 5 o'clock jams. You know they're still doing it? I heard it this week. Are you serious? Yeah, we were going um, up to Orlando, and they, they still yeah, do still that. Yeah, they still play shit. that. Yeah. I didn't know that. All right. And it's the same same set list, probably, too. Probably. Right? <laughs> it hasn't changed. Yeah. All right. So Trick Daddy or Flow Rider? Trick Daddy, Trick Daddy. all day, baby. Trick da- no, that's your boy. Love them kids. That's Trick that's love. that's Gilbert's boy. Trick love the kids. Trick love the kids. Are you ready? Miami Sound Machine or Casey mm. and the Sunshine Band? Miami Sound Machine. Casey and the Sunshine Band. God, that's yeah, that's your white side talking brand. You gotta <laughs> Miami Sound Machine. Bro, you know how many people sample Casey and Sunshine Band? That's true. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Perfect example. All right. <laughs> That we're, we're gonna we're gonna do another back and forth between uh between uh two life. Crew I don't think anybody sampled the Miami Sound Machine. Oh no! Nah, it's too it's too Latin sounding. Yeah, wait. Well, Seventies. Brent's thinking about. Hey, but thinking I about only it. I could wait, only two. name like how many how many Casey and the Sunshine Band songs can you name? I I really only could like do two. I think. Yeah, me too. Get down on it. No, right? it's not. And, no, and the second that's, one. That's, that's no. No, that's uh. Um, hey, baby, we're gonna love tonight. No, that's, that's no, uh, man, that's lying. That's lying. <laughs> I, 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 they're, they're songs. There's <laughs> yeah, yeah, like several of them. <laughs> that, that's the way I like it. That's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
but that's oh, yeah, a cover yeah. song isn't it that was the it reverse is. that's yeah. when you reverse skated at, at, at hot wheels shake but your let booty. me tell you, you, shake, you know, yeah. shake your booty yeah there you go i actually before i lived but i'll tell you, you you talk about oh the grand you're you're oh, ready you're, you're already pulled up oh here. so hey you, you uh-huh. brought up hot wheels where you guys are did you guys attend hot wheels i was like what was it the sunday disco inferno was it sunday or monday did you guys ever do that yeah, I, 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 I remember going a lot during like summer camps, like going to summer camps all the time. But yeah. um, I got a story for you there once. All right, go I was in the middle. I was never a good skater when I was younger, and I, I learned how to. I learned how to rollerblade after, but roller skates. It just I learned after I learned how to rollerblade. Fucking blader. Um, you know how it had that little pit area. Pit area. I would hang out there and pretend like you know I was watching everybody. To get there was a mission, but once I got there, I, I just tried to play the part. So one day I'm standing there and my legs just start splitting apart and I go down and I luckily had the strength to come back up. So like people saw this and they're like, oh my God, that was amazing. Complete accident. But that gave me confidence to go outside and try to skate with other people. So I make the turn and I start going and I just go like head over heels, like uh, is there heels over head, whatever. Uh-huh. And I hit my back so hard and my ass. And there's this girl right in front of me that just looked and started laughing at me. <laughs> it was so traumatizing. I went back inside, like I got myself up and I was like, I didn't set a foot on the on the skating rink until I was older. It was it oh was it was, it was very bad. traumatic. It was very oh, traumatic. Yeah. yeah, man, I you can't real. be laughed at at that age. I know. <clears throat> How were you? I was middle school. It must have been like you know, thirteen or something like that. So, so between Gilbert spitting in your hair and that. No, no, no. Uh, throwing gum at my back. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. I know it was you, bitch. All right, we got four more to go. You guys ready? Yes, sir. All right. <clears throat> two two life crew as nasty as you want to be, or trick daddies. Thugs are us. Better album. As two nasty as I want to be. Two life crew. Rick Ross or Pitbull? Oof. I'm going to go Pitbull, man. I have to. Uh, you got to stick with Westchester, son. Yeah, man. I mean, I, yeah, I guess. He's worldwide, guys. Yeah, he's worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you ready? you ready for this one? Gloria Stefan or Celia Cruz? Gloria Celia Cruz. I'm going to go Gloria. I'm going to go Celia Cruz, so we're tied there. All right, and this is the last one where uh, – Better local band, Mayday or Afro Beta? Afro Beta. Mayday. Mayday. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that was it. Thank you for playing along in our Miami. And and thank you, Brent, for participating in those last two. No, he he answered. answered. How come I don't hear I don't hear Brent? No, he said he said Celia. I I I did not answer the last one. No, he didn't. But the Gloria Stefan (laughs) said he did answer. I did say Celia Cruz without he did. He did. He's just ahead of all of you. That's what it is. So, <laughs> so Brent, this is before we get into the news and all that shit, or we'll do the news and then we'll dig into Brent's brain. How's that? You guys want to do that? All right. So, now remember, some of this news is a little bit older since we did take a week off, or I, I, was, I had to take a week off. Uh, so, Lollapalooza. It's finally put together, and they're going to open at full capacity. Uh, the Foo Fighters are going to headline the, the show. And um, the full lineup includes Post Malone, Tyler, the Creator, Miley Cyrus. Those are the headliners, along with 
um, along with uh, the Foo Fighters. So this was all announced uh, by uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot when she tweeted, it's happening and Lollapalooza returns. Now this is what makes it interesting. They're going to have, they're going to split it up into two areas. Vaccinated. No, and, they're not. Yeah, they are. Fucking A, man. That's amazing. <laughs> and if you're not vaccinated, uh, you have to have 24 hours, you have to test uh, negative 24 hours prior to the show. Wow. So I just found that interesting. So when you now, say the so areas, wait, is so, that like the areas you dance? Like, so they're going to, when they ticket you, they're going to send you one way so or it's the like, other? It's like they're doing in sports, right? So right now, like the NFL, NFL is going to be one of the first people to do it. Uh, I know hockey's done it where they actually take sections and those are back sections. So that that's how they're doing it. Now, I don't know how they're going to pull this off when Lollapalooza pulls a hundred thousand people. Are they, are the tickets, do the tickets cost the same? Vax versus. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, I don't think it, double this, this mayor is also like causing a little controversy. Too, uh, she, she's well, only letting, uh, well, she's been in color. trouble. She's, uh, she's been yeah. in trouble. Too, you saw her mo- more, most recent thing that she's only letting like people of color interview her. <laughs> <laughs> this mayor of what city? The Chicago. Chicago. Uh, Lori Lightfoot. Yeah, she's she's been like uh, during the whole pandemic, and you know, she's yeah she's been in and out of some weirdness. She's been a bit provocative. Yeah. So, uh, Gilbert, one of your other girlfriends is taken. Uh, ASAP Rocky confirmed that Rihanna is his girlfriend. And ASAP Rocky, life. isn't that awesome? Didn't I text you that guy? The, the, Gilbert's going to be Bless sad you. again. Yeah, I already, I already knew that. But but, but, but hey, he, you know what? He deserves Rihanna. Speaking of, speaking of my nemesis, I, oh, uh, Andrew WK? Yeah, apparently Andrew WK is just going on a fucking tour with everything and rubbing it in my fucking face about everything because uh, he's now <laughs> he's 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 actually going to be in doing uh, the Riot Fest in Chicago. Speaking of uh, of uh, of uh, festivals oh, going on, yeah. he's one of the acts. Go fuck yourself, Andrew WK. <laughs> Andrew WK, I want Eric and I are fans. Uh, Gilbert's Gilbert's a sour bitch here. That if the, the worst part is if you follow him on Instagram, it's pictures of both of them all day long. For sure. I was in love once. Once I got hurt real bad. Never doing that again. Yeah, yeah but so so both ASAP Rocky and Andrew WK approved Gilbert that is wrong. The dude that wrote Love is I Love not Bad that. Bitches, right? I love bad bitches. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Song. One of the greatest yeah. songs ever. Yeah. But uh, all right. and one of my and one of my underrated artists on our episode. This is true. This is true. Yeah. But um, I, speaking on the the festival thing is pretty cool. I, I, you saw AC, uh, ACL just um announced their uh their lineup. Oh, they did. Uh, oh, yeah, it's in out. October. Um, yeah, you're seeing all these all these things. I guess now you know the next one's gonna pop up. Probably is gonna be Coachella. I'm assuming with with their lineup. But um, uh, yeah, uh, it's just cool to be. It's gonna be you know it's yeah. a good time to be alive. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. So, well, yeah. yeah there's, there's uh, a few, a few. I mean, I think it's almost every. Not, major a, go, not a show I'd go watch. I'm looking at the headliners. Whatever. It's yeah. Billy, Billy Eilish is in it, right? Yeah. I, I forgot who else. I'll, I'll get to it. It's, a, it's. A, I got it on my. On my oh, okay. Too. So, Marilyn Manson's fucking up again. Or he's falling deeper into his shit. So, Marilyn Manson's former assistant sues the rocker for sexual assault and battery. Uh, Marilyn Manson is being sued. Over harassment uh, by his former assistant, Ashley Walters claims Manson uh, treated her awfully and bragged about raping women, allegedly telling her uh, during a video shoot he loved when girls looked like they just had been raped. Um, In the suit obtained by TMZ, 
The accuser also claims Manson would tell her that he wanted to kill the women he was dating. So th- this story gets deeper and darker, and I don't think we're going to see Marilyn Manson that ever again. That dude has serious mom issues. <laughs> That's all I got to say. What but, the fuck? Yeah, so th- this, I thought this was kind of neat. Uh, an arena in Sweden is going to be renamed uh, in Avicii's honor. Um it's going to be, it'll memorialize the Swedish native uh, in his Stockholm area. Uh, the stadium was previously named Ericsson Globe. Um, it holds 16,000 people. It's actually the biggest uh, arena in uh, Sweden, and it'll now carry his name in memory of of uh, DJ Vici, who uh, brought us, you know, like um, he, he made Western music popular again. Country Western music, <laughs> according to Marcel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh Marcel. Oh man. Uh, that I thought this was interesting. Noel Gallagher. I don't know how the fuck always it stays relevant just because of the two brothers fighting constantly. But uh, I, don't th- I don't think they're a band anymore, right? I don't think no, they, no, even, they, they, they haven't been a band brother. in a long time. Right, right. Who's the asshole brother? Is it Noel or Liam? <laughs> I think they're kind of both assholes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but uh, there's one that's a bigger asshole. Lee, I think Liam's a, a bigger one. asshole. Yeah, yeah, Liam's a bigger asshole. But uh, yeah, he he put out a statement the other day how much he hates Wonderwall, and uh, he said he never liked the song because he never finished writing it. Uh, considering that that's one of their staple songs and they made a shit ton of money, he can go fuck himself. But now going Austin City Limits, I give it brought up. Uh, Billie Eilish, Stevie Nicks, Miley Cyrus, they're the headliners uh, for both weekends, and then um, artists include the Baby, Erica Badu, George Strait. Phoebe Bridges, Megan Thee Stallion, Black Pumas, who I would love to go see. And uh, it'll run on the weekends of the 1st and the 8th. And that's uh, that's Austin City Limits. And uh, we're not going over the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We did that in yesterday's did you guys episode. Did you guys see the whole thing with Lil Bow Wow? And he's going to do a versus battle with Soldier Boy. And Lil Bow Wow is claiming that it's going to be epic. Soldier uh, Boy's gonna smoke him. What What do you guys think? Uh, it's I think a versus, Boy has it's a versus I mean, it's a versus battle. I'm, I don't care to watch. Yeah, but still, <laughs> but, that's my name, bro. But um, I guess uh, Swiss Beats and Timberland are doing part two. They're doing a live on. version, right? They're that, doing it yeah. live at, at at Live. Yeah, yeah. So live at Live. That's good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And then um, is so, that what like what what kind of what RZA did with um with Premiere? Yeah, the Premiere last year. Yeah, similar. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, yeah. well, they've they they've done a, a shit ton of them now. Like we, I mean, we talked at length uh, about uh, the Method Man, Red Man one. That one was fucking dope as shit. Uh, which was the one that you thought was sexy, Gilbert? The Isley Brothers. Oh, it was Isley Brothers and Earth Wind and Fire. I didn't see it, but uh, yeah. but apparently but you were clearly turned on by uh, Ron Isley. Ron still Isley dropping, dropping panties at eighty. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's been a few. It was uh, the Monica and. Uh, Brandy and Brandy, <clears throat> um, the Timberland and Swiss did one. Um, there were some shitty ones like the one twelve and Jagged Edge. Yeah. Um, the the one that was dope, but it was like te- I guess they had technical difficulties. Was the uh, nope. Teddy Riley versus uh, uh, Babyface? That one, that that one. I think I think I think the uh, to be to be honest, I think the producers ones 
tend to go better because they they have more cat more of a catalog because mm-hmm. man for some of these artists to get 20 songs they start playing like some b cuts and you, you you say that but the fucking method man red man one was like yeah, but that was a concert that yeah. was a concert that wasn't a that wasn't a versus you know what i mean like, but, it, but it was fucking great no it was good but i mean i, I you know it's a method man and red man concert but yeah. um yeah i mean this this should be cool like it, yeah. it should be fun yeah um they i mean they, they were the ones that kicked it off originally yeah. well technically it's it's those, theirs yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically, just Blaze and Swiss Beats really right. did the first verses. Yeah. Um. But then, like, as as titled as verses, it was Swiss and and Timbo that did yeah. it. But should be fun. So here are the the last two uh, news items. So rapper Bugsy the Don charged by charged by the FBI over his album cover shot during the Capitol insurrection. Uh, he's facing charges for appearing during the Capitol insurrection and making it into an album cover. Um, Bugsy's real name, Antoine Deshaun, uh, I can't pronounce his last name, chose, the, chose to photo, chose the photos from his march inside the Capitol building and the photographs became his album cover. And, uh, he also has pictures inside the Capitol during the insurrection while he was getting arrested. He said, no, I'm just taking pictures for my album. I'm like, well, you're at the wrong place at the wrong time. So but he seems like a really smart guy. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, especially when he's spelling his name B-U-G-Z-I-E. Yeah. <laughs> and then um what the fuck, man? <laughs> he, did you see the album cover? Like this guy wanted to be, and that's what I'm looking. I gotta see yeah. this shit. Oh like why would anybody do this, yeah. dude? Like people yeah. have Brent, the fucking minds. Brent, you're right, nothing makes sense anymore. Everything and we Eric and I talked about no, it. like it's so it's so, like it's almost is is it did that really happen on purpose? Uh, I don't uh, know. You know he, yeah, he's just sitting there in front of an. He's not in the building. No, he's sitting in front of the set. No, but they, he has pictures of him oh, in the within? building too. Oh, yeah, and I think that's what he's getting in trouble for. Not not the picture that he's outside is, but he wasn't the only artist to do that. There was a few musicians that took advantage during the insurrection, and and uh, and went inside to take pictures. To make it part of albums, it's it's ridiculous. But Ugh. all right, so here's that. Uh, here's the last bit of news. Uh, Ti responds to fresh allegations of sexual assault as LAPD investigation unfolds. The LAPD is investigating rapper Ti and his wife Tiny over sexual assault allegations. The new report says a woman met with detectives virtually in April about incidents occurring in 2005. A spokesperson of the LAPD confirmed to the Daily Beast that an investigation is currently active. A second woman named Rachel Jenks has filed a police report with similar allegations in Las Vegas, and then the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department would not confirm the case is ongoing. So, um, I guess apparently they forced. They're into a, freaky shit, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, so some of the Fuck. you know. So, in a letter that was sent to authorities in California and Georgia. Uh, what they're being investigated for is events of sexual abuse to force ingestion of illegal narcotics, kidnapping, terrorist threats, and false imprisonment. Both Tiny and T.I. And yesterday I saw a video of their son like threatened, like, kind of threatening to pull out a gun from a book bag. Right? So he, he was in a fight and somebody stepped up to him and was like, what you want? What you want? And he ran to his car, he pulled out a book bag and he was making like, kind of gesture, gesturing to like, go into the back. Yeah, to to get something in the book bag, it it it, it, it calmed down, but you know the threat was there. 
those those accounts look, uh, sound like some like Rick James shit. Like back, like uh, oh. he had like something very similar. But were these parties? Yeah, like, I, 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 the Rick James shit was fucking nuts. But I think he bur- burned. He was burning the girl with a crack pipe. With, with crack pipes, though. Yeah. I don't know if they had that. <laughs> look at, look at Brad's face. Did you see Brad's face? <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl, you like it's, it? It's Rick Man, James. All bitch. these guys, dude. It's we party. Like, we had a good time for a lot, you know. <laughs> yeah, without burning, burning never, anybody. Yeah, I never burned anybody with a crack pipe. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, we we've had yeah we partied a lot. We had I mean the uh, one of the few things I, well, I was telling Eric yesterday uh, when you bought the pizza off the hippie at that rave and you were dancing with the pizza box. Best night. pizza ever. <laughs> <laughs> I gave most of it away. You did give most of it away, <laughs> but you kept the box. Uh, he was he was dancing with the box the whole fucking night. But yeah, no, we had we had a lot of great times. But I mean, I I don't remember any us burning anybody with crack pipes. You know what what happens with is similar to like the Deshaun Watson thing where where pe- more people start coming out when like the allegations start coming out even with the Marilyn Manson thing like you start t- kind of seeing it like kind of like snowball into into like this, this massive thing. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I wonder like what the psychology behind it is too, right? Like a lot of these people thought it was acceptable until they right. you know they start hearing this shit. Like, wait a minute. Well, what I, happened to me was kind of fucked up, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I Yo, this wasn't for fun. You know, I was actually tortured. There was that one actress from Game of Thrones that he went and feed her and he like pretty much took her passport, had her here in Florida, like invited her for, for a photo shoot. Of course. And um, Esme, Esme Blanco, I think, or Bianco. Bianco. And, and it was crazy, dude. Like he, he tied her up, like electrocuted her with one of those like not a cattle prop but they sell this this toy that you know kind of zaps you and did all kinds of shit like yeah i use that to kill my flies fuck. too brent's in total shock <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, i'm I mean, not in, i'm not in shock at all but i yeah. guess i'm yeah i'm in but, shock but i'm not in shock yeah yeah dude but I, I, well but i mean dude it goes further we brought it up in one of the other episodes like look at all the fucking shit with uh, led zeppelin like all the shit that they were doing, like passing around thirteen-year-old girls, and it was—it's fucking crazy. It's just one of those. Like, I, I guess after a while, like sex gets boring for you, so you just kind of then you start pushing rocks. boundaries, right? <laughs> like, you know, it's like oh, straight sex all of a sudden is not as fun as it used to be. Let's let's bring in some fire or some rope or right. duct tape. You've thought about this? What? <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> yeah. but no, I look, man. It, it's I don't even think it has anything to do with the year. How just, often we keep coming? No, back no, 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 no. You know, we keep coming back to this because it's happening so much. Well, it's what's it's happening just, so much? Uh, just just artists that are sexual deviants. Uh, uh, sexual question deviants. is: Is it happening so much, or is it? It's is always it happening out in the open, right? It, right. It's always happened. Now, now the fact that information flows so freely and so quickly, now it's all coming to light. But I mean, it, think about it's happened since you know since the beginning of time. Bunch of yes. people with money, they're not held accountable because they're the they're you know they're they're on the upper echelon of of uh, of life and they got away with everything. And now now everybody's so exposed that information flows so fast that everything's coming to light. You know, so and who knows if there's like people compromised, you know, like I got dirt on you, you got dirt on me, you shut the fuck up, I shut the fuck up. Oh, of course, of course, you know, but then like things start getting leaked and 
somebody says enough is enough. Yeah. And now with the internet, you know, it's like. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Like these people attend secret parties with mass masquerade okay. parties and shit. Don't, you know don't, what I'm saying? Don't, well, you ever been to the parties? Like you see some stuff. I mean, like there was there were certain <laughs> the S and M parties. Like allegedly, once. Like, um and you see you see some things, but boundaries aren't pushed there, right? Like if it gets darker, I, it's it's kind of hidden a little more. I guess you the deeper you I go think, and stuff. I, I think but, it's called safe words. No, no, no. I'm just talking about in no, general. No. Like you, you'll start seeing like yeah. the S and M, and they'll take it to a certain level. But you know, if it if it gets a little harder, you know, there's yeah. it goes into like deeper rooms or you know, yeah, there's not, not there's in the general a, a, amateurs, novice, and then the professional <laughs> ones. And then so, but I, I look, it's all this depravity has always happened. I'm sure. <laughs> this, this, this podcast really took but a they're, left they're, turn. They're, 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 listen, in, in those situations, there is consent, right? Yeah. So this right. is this is something else we're talking about. Yeah, yeah it's just, it, just clear that out. So right, let, let, let's find the happy place. We're we're getting too dark. Yeah. This is but uh so new bands this week. Yeah, you guys, you guys it gets too deep. Oh, yeah, well, Marilyn Manson started. I mean, that was news, right? I mean, you brought up Marilyn Manson, yeah, and you had Ti, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, but but the but the Marilyn Manson thing's already come up. This is what, like the third or fourth I, podcast. Yeah, yeah, been a year into it. No, it, I'm not, I'm not into it, Eric. It's just no, been, no. I'm saying right. a year into the Marilyn Manson. Thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you said you're into it. He heard yeah, you're into yeah, it. I, I'm like, no, no, no. But uh, no, I it's it's news. It's happening. I mean, it is what think, it is, man. Yeah, th- and now think about how many more people are connected to the computer now because you know, I mean, slowly, I think. I actually think that things that we haven't seen since our times are going to start happening. People are going to be so sick of being connected to the internet. Now with everything opening up again, I, people are just going to want to get the fuck out and, and kind of unplug for a little bit. Uh, or at least I, I think our demographic, I think, you know, you know, the Gen Xers and, and these generations, that, that's part of their life, you know, which, where it wasn't part of ours. But I think... How about the geriatric millennials? Do you think they're gonna? That's us. No, no. The geri- a geriatric millennial is, is somebody that who's like thirty five around there. Oh, you know what I mean? So like those people. The generation right under us. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're just fragile. It has a subdivision now. Yes, I love what it. Fuck, geriatric, man. a geriatric. Look it up, man. A geriatric millennial. I think it's somebody Holy born shit, from like eighty five to ninety or some shit like that. Like it's like we're that's... so concerned with labeling everything, man. <laughs> Holy shit, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, uh, generation. What is it? Generation Z now? Is that the most recent one? That's the new one. That's the, new one, the yeah. newest one. Yeah, it's the last letter on the alphabet. Yeah. So what the hell are we going I guess it's the coming apocalypse, right? Like, so I don't know. Is it like an Excel spreadsheet? It's going to go <laughs> AA now? AA, AA? They start over like the hurricanes. Uh, go back to AA. Uh, was, there a, was there a Gen A? Is that like, is that like Jesus? No, no, Gen no, A is Adam and Eve. You know there was life before Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's it, guys. We had According good, to some people. Yeah, we, we, we had a good run, man. We had a good run. Holy <laughs> shit, dude. But it's it's you know, and it's funny because we do this podcast. You know, I so Brent originally 
uh, our format was totally different. And then I realized, fuck, we haven't moved past the early 2000s. Like all our music was 90s, 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Like, dude, we gotta, we gotta connect and and listen to new music. So it was good. Yeah. So it was yeah. But you know, the good thing is it forces us to look at shit. And you know, we have found, you know, some good music out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, but but it was interesting because like God, like it's either I first I thought we're old and we're not we're just not connecting with the music. But it's not true because when we were growing up, shit from the 70s was awesome. Shit from the 60s was awesome. It's no a lot of music now is shit. But you you have you do find some diamonds in the rough, like uh you know, or it's forced a lot of like especially in hip hop, a lot of the older heads to start making music. Like Buster Rhymes started pumping out a, a lot of new music, came out with a new album. Redman's new song is fucking dope as shit. It's you know it's hip hop. It's it's the hip hop that we know. Uh, Fat Joe. So and then you have these like um, these guys like uh, Fat Joe hit? also said uh, DJ Khaled is the new Quincy Quincy Jones. All right, slow down. Oh, take that with a grain of salt. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All God, right, God damn it, <laughs> Fat Joe. God man, you know. You think the lone the the lone standing Puerto Rican right now? Is he, but he was on Drink Champs, so he's you know he's probably a little little a little tipsy when he's a little inebriated. Drink Champs has been cool to watch, man. Yeah, that, that evolution is you know obviously with you know people uh, locally uh, from Miami you know know uh, of EFN from his mixtape days back in the you know the in the in the late nineties and and then obviously you know Nori you know and it's kind of cool to see them evolve into what they are now. It's pretty pretty badass, dude. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm sorry. What is it? Drink champs? It's a show. It's a podcast. Okay. Yeah. Um. And they get you know they 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 get and they, you know they kind of stick to like that old, old other genre. Even though I just saw the other day they had Trinidad and James. I was just, I was watching the uh, or listening to the podcast the other day. Uh. But they they normally kind of keep people from the the early you know like late '90s early 2000 uh, era. Well, it's um, there's so much stories that they extract. Oh you my know? gosh, bro. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's amazing. And from the you know they even bring in executive producers like oh, label execs, no, it's, yeah yeah you know, it's, and and it's, and you know they, they start drinking they start you know kind of like lowering their their you know they start like, loosening up yeah, yeah loosening up and they start you know I, I the one i've listened and i've actually gone back to listen to it again was uh when pharrell was on and some of the 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 things that he was uh, like talking about like you know he was how um uh, i'm a slave for you for britney spears was originally for janet jackson um the whole justified album was originally for michael jackson yeah um uh, um looking at me uh mace remember uh, why you over there looking at me was originally a belbib devoe DeVoe song um talking nuts um he wrote he wrote um fronting for for prince wow and Prince didn't, Prince didn't like it. And then, it, it, and it's just, you see his mind working. And so he starts kind of humming the melodies of it. And then you're like, oh shit, now I hear Prince in it, you know? Um, so it was, it was kind of cool, but they, they, they do get a lot of good information from, you know, stories and stuff like that from, from different I gotta people. Check that one out. Yeah. The Pharrell one is, the Pharrell one was incredible. Do you listen to uh, Talib Kweli's podcast? His is really good I have, too. I've, I've, I've seen like clips from it, but yeah. I've never seen, yeah, I haven't, I haven't his, heard. His podcast is really good. Um, with, with Prince, you saw Sinead O'Connor pretty much claimed. Oh yeah, compares to you. She said that like um, 
Prince was kind of not stalking, but he was very aggressive with her. Yeah, and I did see that. He says that that song is pretty much hers now, even though Prince wrote it. I don't know mm-hmm. how I feel about that. She did a I mean, great it, job. It kind of is her song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but damn, man, to, to claim it like that. Yeah, do, you, do you consider? Do you consider? Sorry, I mean, cut you off. Do you consider "Manic Monday" a Prince song or a ba- a, a Bengal song? Because I consider yeah, it a right. Bengal song. I consider it a Bengal song. Too. Oh, yeah, and just that, like uh, Johnny Cash heard, he did it better than Trent. Right, but I still consider. Yeah, but, but it's still a Nine Inch Nails song. But, but he like, did do it better. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I, but I mean, I, I think the the biggest song that you, I mean, is. Um, I think we're alone Whitney, now. The, no, uh, Whitney, Hew- now. Whitney Houston. Uh, I will always love you, because I mean, even Dolly Parton acknowledged. She goes like that. I will never be able to do it like that. That's her song. And if you listen to them, they. I mean, like obviously the lyrics are the same, but they don't sound anything alike. No, because you know? it was it was uh, rearranged for Whitney Houston. Yeah, but all right, so. Brent, sir, how's it going? Awesome, having fun. Hey, you look you? great out in the beach. Look, you look nice and tan. <laughs> <laughs> you do have this certain yeah, glow around you, glowing, yeah, like an orange aura. The, the aura. It's the, the contrast between. Yeah. Is, that, is, is that what it is? <laughs> I'm like kind of red, and that thing's kind of light blue. So, brings the color out in your eyes. <laughs> So this is what's been fun or the episodes that have been fun. Uh, you know, when we had Mike on, you know, obviously our, our first guest uh, never fucking left the podcast. That would be Gilbert <laughs> and uh, and Brand. You know, it's the cool thing is, you know, we all kind of grew up together. I mean, it's been you know with Eric and I, it's been 30 years to 30 years with Gilbert coming up and 20 plus years with with us. And and uh it was the beauty of what we've been doing is it allows us to hang out even though we don't live in the same place. And right. it, this has literally become us hanging out every Monday or Tuesday. Um, and, you know, we talk shit. We just add a topic to it and then turned it into a podcast. But the reality is that it really is just us talking shit. I love it. It's awesome. You yeah. guys been creating a buzz, man. Yeah, hopefully. And then, uh, so Carlos, real quick, can so can we talk about about uh, the superstar DJ that is DBJ? Because besides being an amazing financial advisor, he was once a badass fucking DJ. He was in the in probably the heyday of when South Beach was actually South Beach for real. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it was like I remember the times that where like where like he came up at the time where like hip hop wasn't really allowed in the main room. <laughs> remember that it was like there was only in like you know certain nights or whatever and. And but we would, you know, he would like we would always like had the side room where the hip hop thing was like, I remember it really kind of started tar- changing in the 2000s when you were doing like um, a cameo with with Irie and stuff like that. Like you would open up his his thing. Yeah. That's when like re- when hip hop really became when started blowing up and like it was the first time like you're allowed to actually play it in the main room as a, as a set, like where you're not kind of mixing all these genres like, you know, so um yeah, dude. Like you know, I was t- I was telling like when we were doing the event this past a couple weeks ago, I was telling um I was telling people like this guy you know kind of used to run South Beach back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely didn't run it, but I no. But what was prominent probably, during that time? It was more like a like a house or what was what? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, 
think the music, I remember the music changing in Miami. Um, well, we started going out 94, 93, 92, 93, 94. That's where the dance music was the 80s. Oh, your the Pesh Mode, your Erasure, your New Order. New Order that yep. was like us jamming, right? Then from 94 to 95, obviously the rave scene started happening. You know, the, the break started happening and dance started morphing. Remember that sound of dance? Like it, it was like the rhythm of the night. Right. Yeah, like Europe. Europe pop. Yeah, like Europe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dance, Europe pop. It was like, baby, baby. Remember mm -hmm. that? And then, and then that started being like the commercial dance house and um, commercial dance for that matter. And then it just got harder and harder. You know, yeah, like, it, started like be, it started becoming like trance, like you, you, you know, like like yeah, uh, translator house, mm -hmm. and then all the clubs started, you know, playing that. Like, where, where the clubs that we start used to go to listen mm -hmm. to the '80s, and they mix into Planet Rock, and <coughs> they've had all that is now playing all this new dance, and then it even got even deeper than that. Um, and then right around that time, you know, at the same time, you had, you know, Biggie coming up in '93, you know, that album, all the all that old school, you know. What was it? Uh, Tribe Called Quest. Mm -hmm. That sound was was really those '90s. So that was happening in tandem with the dance, and then you know the the hip hop just kind of kept growing, and then into the early 2000s, and the R&B started coming in. Mm -hmm. So it was like these two things. So then, what the main room dance floors was really all house until that 0305. I when Kanye's album first came out. Yep. The, you know, college graduate that like was like, whoa, you know, and that started a lot. You know, he had a bunch of hits there, and then it started going from the side room to the, the main room. room. Yeah, and it's funny. I think people, uh, I think people, it's funny how people talk about what op open format is. And and I, I tell, I tell people, I've, I've talked about this uh, in, in this podcast before. That I think the DJs in Miami are the best DJs in the world, and they always <laughs> give me shit for that. But I, I think it's coming from that era where, where even when you would open up at, at in one of the like so called hip hop rooms, you would open the night playing like Michael Jackson, Prince, like classic stuff you know what I mean? then you would kind of go into a little bit r&b then you go hip-hop mixed reggae in there so you, like we were doing open format shit since back then you know what i mean and it was all like and it wasn't serato back then so you were literally trying to find all these records like think about how much how many how much record shopping we had to do to to go find classic michael albums prince albums whatever all all the disco shit you know what i mean so it wasn't that easy to get all these records you know what i mean so um uh, yeah, it's just a different time, and then and then when when you know in the early two thousands when the hip when hip hop blew up, I mean that was that was crazy because then you had all these like like liquid, you would hear liquid hip hop in the main room, and it, it, before we used to be in the side room when I DJed in the side room, you know, so it's like it was kind of like that evolve, and then after that, obviously like ED when ADM blew up, that was that was nuts. You, you yeah, know, that, that's when that's when AJ blew up. Gilbert, remember when we brought Brett here to talk about his experience? No, I'm elaborating on his experience too. I'm, I'm I mean, was, with you, we were there together. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, dude, I, I, I mean, shit. I, I, I still remember the first day I met Brent. I went with Gilbert. Brent used to have hair up to here. He had his little long hair, and then, but uh, I, one thing. One thing I always respected, Brent, was how, you know, when especially when you had uh, the little room in front of your grandparents' house, 
and then like just practicing and going through music and you know it's it's cool when when somebody's that honed in to their you know to what they're doing what so how did you end up like that and you no, i'm not saying this in a bad way but like it's how did you dive in so deep into music and your brother not like how how did you not take him along with it it was just not his deal I try to take everybody with me, man. This is whoever I could, you know. I don't know why. That, that. <laughs> well, my grandfather played the trumpet in Cuba, and mm -hmm. he, he knew how to play, you know. And then my uncle was in a rock band, and they always exposed music to me. So, yeah. After 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 I realized I wasn't gonna make it to the NBA, I figured out uh, cool. I gotta I gotta figure out something that I love to do and have fun, and I can make money. I was in college, and then. Remember, I was living at the fraternity and they had yeah. records and they had, yeah. and I said, uh, and I was already at parties. Wait, so you started DJing in college? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, when I got to college, I had just, I collected so much CD. Like I, I collected all these dance CDs, like, like that we were just talking about, you know, I had them all. Huh. And in college, I would go to the parties and the six CD changer. I was just there all night playing for everybody. Huh. And then all of a sudden my, my roommate had turntables and a bunch of vinyl, and I was like, it was just like love at first sight. I'm like, I'm, I'm, how, how do I do this? And then he goes, just go, just go buy some needles. So you know, because needles are very fragile, and I want, I don't want you using my needles. But if you go buy, I'd have two dollars. So my girlfriend, my wife at the time, she had a job, and she bought me my first needles. And I said, I get the next day I go, I got needles, man. And I remember going upstairs. You guys remember that room upstairs, yes. that bar room where the turntables were? Yeah. I remember going up there like at eight or nine at night. And just starting to play, and obviously it was a train wreck course from hell. <laughs> but uh, I remember going. All right, I think I'll go to sleep right now. It's five in the morning, and I was by myself. And it was at that moment that I was like, "Oh crap!" Like I just seven hours just flew by. Yeah, I, I see. I don't know because you you were you were living up north, but even even when I would hang out with you at your grandparents' house, it would start like at ten, and then next thing I know, fuck, it's like four or five in the morning. You gotta get the fuck out of here. And it was just fucking listening to music. But, yeah. like, you know, it was, you know, my love for music was always because, you know, my, my dad played in a Calypso band. You know, he'd always played music. He used to make steel drums. And wow. then, so I grew up playing percussion. And then, you know, I fell in love with music since I was a kid. It was, you know, now, I just, I just never DJed. I mean, what I would do is every now when Gilbert wasn't in his room or when he wasn't home, I'd fuck around with his shit. And then, but I never pursued it, you know, like I, I just, I just never followed it. And you're then you're just going to skip over dysfunctional youth, are you? And then, you know, our legendary band. <laughs> so Brent, all this was self-taught, right? You never, nobody ever guided you. You just fell into it. You had a roommate that showed you the way. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they guided me a little bit. I remember, I remember one day being at a festival in Gainesville and, and, and Mike B was like, teaching me about bars, you know, eight count, 32 count. And I remember, done, got it, you know? And then it was just freaking pounding the pavement, man. You know, there was no YouTube videos. Yeah. Right? So you didn't have to mark records. Like you were able to like count bars from the beginning. Like it was, oh no, I ended up, well, I ended up, yeah, but like records, I mean, I went on a record marking frenzy, you know, all my, I would take 10 crates to the club with me and they would all be genre. And then they would all be BPM based. So the beginning are all the lower BPM. So I would literally time every record and put a sticker on it, mark it. I mean, they're all still marked. Mm. 
you know, but it was yeah, like, we've all we've all helped you carry crates. We all know. <laughs> but you know, the the reason I took crates is is it I never wanted to have that moment when somebody asked me for something and I didn't have. Yeah. yeah. Unless it was for like unless it was like vanilla ice, ice ice baby or like macarena. I made sure I never had that. So I wouldn't feel guilty if they did and it's sitting right there in the crate. But but yeah, I just always wanted to have it and you never knew like also what mood you were in. You know, some nights I'd want to open up with R and B or jazz because that's what I want. I wasn't I don't want to hear the same crap every single night. So I wanted like you were talking about Gilbert, you know, I want to open up with funk or even get into some freestyle, like you know, just to switch. Mm -hmm. So so you weren't the same DJ every week for the crowd and for yourself because you drive yourself nuts playing the same record over and over again, you know, mm-hmm. and they don't want to hear the same record. Yeah. Especially if you're playing, you know, three, four nights a week. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I learned, you know, I really just went back to when, okay, when we were going out, you know, you were mentioned, one of you were mentioned that was like, wow. Okay. I'm 18 or 17 or 15 or 16 or whatever. Right. And we're listening to the music from the seventies and the eighties that, mm-hmm. that, they came out when we were kids. So that was new music to us. New order yeah. was new to you, mm-hmm. me, even though it was 10 or 15 years old. Yeah. So I, I I, was like, all right. So if there's 70s and 80s and funk and stuff like that, well, that's new music for people that have never heard it before. Yeah. So I realized like, I got that concept. I was like, all right, it just, you want to fulfill fill the space up with cool stuff that A, was old, and then B, was maybe still new. So I was like, oh, it's old, but it's new. And it's like, and it's still new to the room new to the vibe you know what what becomes amazing is once you start realizing the new or at the time the new music that you that was new and you realized oh it was sampled from that song (laughs) yeah that's crazy and and then all of a sudden like oh shit i could blend these two together i mean it's it's amazing how you know we've talked about it before how the cool thing about being a dj especially when you know you built a career from it is that you're a music historian because you start learning, you know, that you have this enormous library. And then once you fall in love with a song and you find out this is where it comes from, and then you go deeper, and then you go into the genre, then you go into the history of it. And then all of a sudden you end up with thousands of records because you've built this library and then right. you become a music historian because you learn, oh, no, no, you, you like that? Let me show you where it actually comes from or let me show you what inspired that guy. That That's always what I've loved about DJs is, you know, that, that part of it is like, dude, these guys become encyclopedias for music. Yeah. But, but dude, sorry, I mean, cut you off. I remember talking about that. I remember going to, <laughs> to, um, cameo and it was kick Capri was the headliner and Mauricio was opening up for him. Right. And then you could tell, cause these, these guys, these established DJs, especially at that time, um, were, would give you a, uh, like a no playlist. Like you can't play this. You can't play that. You can't play this. Oh, if you were, if you were de- opening up for the that? opening act. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the opening shit. DJ and dude. And, and I, you could tell that, that, cause I, you know, I, I was hearing Mar- Mauricio spin and you, I mean, everybody from that era news knows how Mauricio sp- or spun or whatever. Right. And he, he, he had to stay completely away from hip hop and it was, but he was killing it with like the funk, disco all this shit and you're like dude he can't and you're, and you're talking about like pushing it like starting at 10 to like 1 30 in the morning so it's not even like right. at, at 12 you know you're playing a couple hours and the, and the headliner's on you know kick and probably didn't go on to like 1 30 in the morning you know what i mean so for him to be able to do that and keep the, gra- the the crowd engaged that that whole time for those three and a half hours like i was still one of the dopest like opening sets that i've heard you know from back then you know yeah that's a great point because that is true you know like for 
uh, props to Mauricio. He was actually, you know, you did ask me when I did come, when I started playing in Miami, Mauricio did hook me up with a lot of jobs and, and Irie did. And then Radovich, those were three guys that really, I got to open up for all three of them. And they, yeah. they, Radovich is one of my favorite DJs. It was nasty, bro. Yeah. Nasty. Well, speaking of Radovich, one of, I, I, I opened up for him at space once. And I think I started at like one opening up. And it's 2.30 or 3 in the morning, and I'm playing. I remember specifically playing Jay-Z, I Just Want to Love You. It's 3 in the morning. You understand? <laughs> so, and he had a flip attack. What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you playing this? <laughs> like, homie, it's 3 in the morning, bro. No, but, uh, but I get it because, you know, you can't play any hits opening up. Yeah. So the challenge is how do you keep people moving and rocking? Playing all that old stuff, not repeating a track, you know. That 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 I remember. Um, I, and you, I, you were the one that got me the gig. I, I I covered for Adamus one one Saturday at at Space, and it was it started at one and it was till eight in the morning. And this is yeah, vinyl. Bro, I remember that day. And yeah. this is vinyl, so it is. Yes. <laughs> How many times did you pee? Uh, who knows, bro? And oh yeah, but I was telling you, this is a famous uh story of of me getting all those crates in the cell in the Celica. Remember, we got Martin. This is going back to the Celica that you wanted to know about. Yeah, yeah. and and getting you know ten crates in that in that little ass car because you're playing for seven hours and you don't repeat. Yeah, and you can't repeat. You can't. But you know what? I'll tell you what. What was changed from back then? Like you, you, you do let songs ride longer when you were on vinyl. Like now, I, I, I don't. I, there's songs I don't even know have a second verse because I'm cutting them <laughs> so fast. Because you know, what I'm saying like you know, before you have a, you have only a certain amount of vinyl that you well, have. You know what I mean? So yeah, but at the, and at the same time, like if you start ripping through records quick, you know, you remember like I don't know if you remember there were nights that I didn't, oh there my was god no time to put it back in the yeah, jacket. That's the worst. Even Craze would, would would at the end of the night he'd have when he started going doing his routine. It's yeah, like, yeah, you really yeah. Wanna, you don't have time to put it back in the jacket. It's like, all right, next. You know, yeah, it'll take you literally like a half an hour at the end of the night, just sort of. No, well, you can't, you can't, <laughs> there's not enough time to put it back in the jacket and cut the next record. Oh, for you know, sure. You know, so that's what's cool about, you know, what's going on digitally now is you can just whip through stuff, you know? Oh my God, man. Uh, speaking of craze and going back to your Fred house, uh, Gilbert and I talk about it all the time that what, one of our favorite craze moments was. Make him say uh had just come out. And he started fucking around in your like just in my in my room or in the no in the room. In the in room. room. In the room. And then it was I, I think it was just us four. I think it was just me, Gilbert, you, and, and Craze. And he's just fucking tearing it up, tearing it up. And then he turns around and like goes, Anybody want next? No, asshole. <laughs> Not after you fucking like uh, like I just I'm going in there freaking fresh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, like that, I, I'll never forget that. That, that was like it, it was all of a sudden. Make him say, "I became the best song ever," just because Craze was fucking around. And we're like, right. and he goes, "Anybody want that? What the fuck? No." I was like, we, we, we tell. I, I every time I do see him, I, I'm like, I was like, bro, you used to sleep in my couch, and or on. on he slept on our dining room table one time yeah. on top of the table. <laughs> Why he passed out? Yeah, because we were we were hanging till you know whatever because we had because we had eighty five people in our house. That's oh what that's God. why. Yeah, I you watched know? him on Sunday. He did a good drum and bass. Yeah, yeah he's been that's doing what a lot he does. Of them. Yeah, yeah so he's he's on, Twitch? on yeah. Twitch. Yeah, yeah, and it was kind of a mellow drum and bass, which is great. Yeah, no, he's that the was best. 
Yeah, he's he's a fucking badass. But uh, that was when we. How about when we found out when his uh, original DJ name was gonna be DJ Abuja? Abuja. Yes. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was, and this was at our house. We're no, just... afilador or afilador, wasn't it? The no, sharper, no, no. like a. No, no, it was gonna be needle Abuja. Oh, yeah, that oh. was. I'll never forget. Yeah, he was sitting at our dining room table. I had just finished. It's typical. I was ironing my shit and then ironing Gilbert's shit. And he's sitting down, and then yeah, I don't yeah, I, I don't know how the story came up, but his DJ name was going to be DJ Abuja. Thank God he changed his craze because Abuja would have been weird. How did you find him? Like, what, how did how did he get involved? With you? AJ, AJ, oh, AJ. Okay, so he's a scout too. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys owe AJ so much money. Oh yeah, I gotta give props to AJ, of course. Yeah. You do, right? He hooked it up. Yeah, yeah fuck that. He guy. was he, he you know AJ was so special. <laughs> Right. He was he's he so quickly can find the air. I remember one of my first gigs, it was at the Florida Theater, and I was nervous. And I had put I didn't put the record completely on the turntable and I put the needle off. <laughs> and then the, the record's going like this. And I'm just jamming out. And then AJ, of course, he's he sees it, yeah. you know, he's like, bro, look at your fucking record. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to put something on, and then and then you know, there'd be like a thousand people like. I don't know, spring break, probably 1,500 people at Crowbar. It's bah, bah, bah. And he's like, hey, man, how's it doing? Hey, don't, don't mess this up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just, you know, not like, hey, buddy, you can do this. It's going to be awesome. No. <laughs> I, so, so, Eric, this is what, what you never got to live through. So, Eric and I have been friends for, it's going to be over 30 years now, and he's never seen me drunk. So now talking about the Florida theater and Brent. So the only time I had ever thrown up and been sick from drinking was Brent was DJing. Fucking Colin Gilbert got me fucking totally wasted. 50 and cent I, Amber Box, baby. 50 cent, yep. 50 cent, <laughs> 50 cent pictures. pictures, and, pictures. Five, and it was pictures. Wow. And five cent drafts. <laughs> it makes no so, sense. So Kyle, <laughs> what Kyle was doing is he'd pretend to drink out of the fucking pitcher and keep filling my shit up. And then I, all I know is Brent was DJing, and I and I and I get behind like because it was that little stage, and then you're and then I threw up VIP area everywhere, awesome. everywhere. I DJs get to see all the craziest things back oh by the gosh, DJ. bro. Yeah. What's what you talk? You want to talk about uh, a, Wait, a, okay. a what's being the, the weirdest side room? thing you seen? I've seen a lot of weird. Yes, but we, well, we all worked. We all worked in the same club. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've seen, I don't know. Okay, call one. Give me one. Off the top of your head. Somebody dropping their um their friend into the, the booth because he was in a G hole and just like <laughs> so, <laughs> I would say a lot of these are probably drug that was, related. Yeah, right, right. But that was yeah, that was a big uh, drug era too, right? Yeah, yeah. well that's yeah. He was a he was a meaty meat heady dude. Like probably like you know fraternity meathead kind of guy, right. like oh like jacked up. You know? I mean, and, I, and, I, and and you know like, I can't turn paramedic right now because there's <laughs> 500 people. Mm-hmm. The, sacrifice the one and for the many. Just right? Like, right. Uh, well, you know they're friends when you're. I mean, it was just so much, bro. It was just. Yeah, just I mean, you don't even have to go that far. Just Gainesville alone. Yeah. Gainesville alone. Like, I was I, I was saying about about the the Florida night theaters those Thursday night theaters you talk about of a small room turning into 
the massive thing that it was. It was literally Brent started in that first little room, and it, it was the, the main floor was closed. Remember that? Yeah, like when yeah, you first it started, open. it was never. I open. started there with uh, one crate, one crate of records, bro. I remember I played. I had, I played every song from Outcast. Like every <laughs> from the from the album, <laughs> and then every song from like I mean there was a few albums like Biggie's album and a couple of you know all the old school because that's all I had I had one and it wasn't even filled I was still like leaning to the side yeah but yeah you're right I forgot about that yeah and then it it, be, it slowly morphed into this thing then they put you in that closet because they needed all the space <laughs> yeah that sounds horrible dude. yeah yeah I mean they, um, they they I mean they were kind enough to cut a hole in it but I mean uh, and it did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like trying to see worse light, you know. Like, like I was in a jail, BJ. Could see outside. Rubbing. You know, but, you doing? were at this time. You were primarily hip hop. You didn't do breaks or. or well, you know, that's a good. That's a good question. I started DJing because I wanted to DJ for b boys and break dancing music and breaks. But there was not a lot of money to be made there at the time. Right. Right. So and I, but I also liked hip hop. So the hip hop gigs were starting to come about. So my gigs for money was that was hip hop and R&B and reggae and, you know, a little bit of old school 80s and stuff like that. And then and then it was kind of like we had a dual. I had a dual life in the beginning, not dual life, but I'm saying I, I either did hip hop and that or I did breaks. Right. And then it wasn't until like years later that I and it was really all up here, you know, when it comes to image and stuff like that, which is all BS. But it wasn't until years later that I said, well, I can do everything, you know, like. I could go from hip hop to, 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 you know, mid BPMs, like 150 BMs to freestyle in the breaks, you know, and back and forth. And it was at AJ's parties later on that we started, you know, Fort Lauderdale and everywhere, you know, that yeah. you know, I wouldn't mind mixing breaks with hip hop and freestyle, but early on it was, it was two, one or the other. But and the audience was open to it. Like they, you know, they received it well too. It's not like, you know how sometimes we just classify, and even even your audience, like they'll go wanting to listen to kind of yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, I did some, some, right? some people off. Okay. Like I'd have people <laughs> hitting me up, like, bro, play bass tonight, man. Not not all that hip hop, and all the, the you know the hip hop guys, they bro, play more hip hop, you know. So you can't. There's no way to. But, but you know, it. but I think that's when it was fun. Like like when you'd go, you know, when you'd hear. Um, you know, somebody drop a hip hop record and then start mixing it into like, a, you know, drum and bass version of like a Jungle Brothers song and then go into all of a sudden you hear Ready or Not, a drum and bass version. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're like, or that that's when it got fun when people started mixing, you know, hip hop and drum, drum and bass allowed that just loud for just because of the beat, beat per, yeah. beats per minute, yeah. like drum and like hip hop is half the speed of drum and bass. Yeah. Double time, yeah. But yeah. with hip with hip hop and breaks, it was like, all right, early, you know, 90s to like 120s and 130s, it was, no way to do those type of blends. I mean, uh, uh, there always was. But, uh, 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 so that, you'd have uh, to transition BPMs up, you know, yeah. and down. And yeah, you got you, you. You would always be able to once you got into freestyle and and yeah. bambada and all that stuff. Then yeah. you could right. go and went to into the break. Uh, only brand will start the night with Biggie and then end it with Yummy. A <laughs> 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 uh, brand Yummy and uh, two, two crew. Uh, uh, throw that D. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> But hey, um, you guys didn't have any more questions for? Well, Brent? you also got you 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 later got into the production side of stuff, right? You also released two. Oh, that's two right. CDs. And I cry for you. Oh yeah. No, how, how did what 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 brought that on? Like at this point, you're like deep in the music, and you just you know wanted to see how far you could go. Like, is 
uh, on the production, well, yeah, I guess I, you know, you start doing mix CDs or whatever, and then um, mix tapes, mix CDs, and then um, and then I had an opportunity to get into the studio, and I had the collecting like, like I have been writing notes, literally notes. This song at this part of the track, I like this bass and snare combination, or I like this these synths over here. I had pages of notes. So uh, when I finally got a chance to go to the studio, I, I just brought, basically brought all those notes in there and the actual, what I had. And then I worked with Jerry King and he showed me how to use the gear and he worked with me and props to Jerry. And, and we cranked out a couple tracks and I didn't know what I was doing, but I, you know, I, this is where I got some help. I asked some people around like, Hey, how do you, how do you, how do you print a record? How do you distribute a record? How do you, and I had been working at a record store over there too. So I started buying, I don't know if you guys remember Stratus, course yeah so i was that, working that, there by my only music. contribution my only contribution to his career was i drew the logo yeah the oh that's right you yeah. did cry. no yeah. you actually hooked it up with a 1200 back in the day i don't know if you remember that did i oh uh, yeah I, yeah yeah that's right yeah. and then but uh but that little but yeah you little, did the you did do the logo it was the, yeah it was the little the music the guy logo. yeah can yeah. we find this anywhere like are we able to listen to it on spotify or something like that? yeah they're, they're out there it's on youtube and on youtube yeah yeah i mean perhaps I, we could put it on the, the the podcast too expose some people to it is that sure. possible i could put it I, yeah. well i could put it up or you could release it on spotify and we could look up bbj get you back uh, in the game yeah, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't even know if I'm on there, man. I thought I checked. If, if I find if I find it on YouTube, I can post it on the on our Instagram. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just went from there. Did and then I had more people do some stuff on the label, and then and then I did that uh that snowman. So you did everything. You did what? you you know you 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 compiled the tracks like artwork. Uh, for, you managed every aspect of the yes. Uh, putting, yeah. I mean, from from the production of it right. to to taking it to Miami Springs to get the stamper, to finding the distributor, to, to I remember, you guys remember Simply Jeff? Yeah. Yeah, he was a, he was a rock star. Yeah, I remember finally it got, they got sent all over the United States to the record shops and it was Winter Music Conference. And you know when we would all meet at the pool, all the DJs over there, right? That was the thing to do, you meet at the pool, exchange records. And I remember giving the record to Simply Jeff, hey man, he goes, no dude, we just got this in our store, man. It's doing real well. You keep this, man. This is good. I already got them. I'm already selling them in the store. I remember it was one of those moments because I had been like working hard, bro, working hard for years, right? Right. And, I, and I'm like hustling. All right, hey, hey, let me give it to Jeff. And he goes, no, I got it. I go, I, just, I, I sat down. I went, oh. <laughs> and I really sat down. Like, well, you know, at least something's working, you know, from free, free BJ to BJ yeah. to. <laughs> Somebody's playing my shit. It's like, all right, this shit works. They got freebie. J didn't turn into DJ <laughs> BJ, and then yeah, that's how you're making oh, yeah. money. <laughs> and you yeah. were a big part of the the Winter Music Conference scene too, right? Like, was that through the the hip hop stuff you were doing here, or was it you know the more of the break side or combination of good, both? Good, good, great question. So, Winter Music Conference was house, mostly house, okay. and they would have like a little breaks here and there, but there was no break beat party didn't exist so it was one of those things if there's a void you know fulfill you know if there's a problem find the solution and i was just like you know what let's do an all breaks party and i, I was working with exact larry mccormick at the time for for one of one of our releases and i said buddy let's let's do something right you know like you hire the djs i'll i'll, I'll get the venue and and we ran and it did and it kicked butt 
And then the following year, he wanted to do something different. I said, cool. And I said, oh, crap, I want to keep this going. And then that's when I called uh, Glenn, Glenn, right? Glenn Morgan. Yeah. And uh, we, uh, I said, listen, I don't do flyers. I don't hire DJs. I'll get the venue. I'll get the money. I'll... So you do the flyers, you, you get the DJs, I'll get the venue, I'll do all this. And and then 15 years straight, Future Sound the wow, Breaks. We, we had like, you know, 15 years straight. Yeah, from 2002 to 2017. The first one was called Bang the Box, was with Larry. Then we changed it to Future Sound the Breaks. And, you know, props to Glenn. He, had, he thought of the name of it and he ran with it and we just made it happen. And, you know, and yeah, 15 years strong. We had, I mean, then we had these venues with like five rooms in it, and it was Mecca. It was cl- you remember? Yeah, that when I remember, I had to do the door. <laughs> <laughs> those are one of those like if you built like one of those years, it was like because we hopped around from the venue, and then we finally found Mecca. Which which had huge, names. Man, that place was the place was so much strong. and that was part of the thing. It was like then we tried to get too big, and then there was multiple breaks parties happening, and the budgets got high. And if you don't get sponsorships for those type of deals, like. Yeah, it's and a, it was a, it was a. I know, I know. Towards the end, it was like the 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 explosion of like uh, dubstep, and and these DJs yeah. were getting paid like 40, 50 grand. Like it was crazy what they're what you know, like what these guys are playing or you know getting getting paid at the time. And um, but yeah, it was fun. Like I, I remember, I, I used to do all the 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 like like the artist relations doors. So like when Icy would get there, he would come see me, so I can give him his tickets and do whatever the hell I had to do or whatever. But uh, but yeah, those those future the 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 FSLB parties were yeah. legendary, man. That, that's cool. Yeah. You get to do that, and then I had to deal with fucked up Kiyoki and a fucking black dildo. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing Kyoki and Gainesville and I and I was in the DJ booth and I was like, this is weird, dude. <laughs> yeah, that so yeah, that, that's what AJ got me to do. Like it's we're in so I don't know if you remember in Brick City, the VIP yes. was just a little fucking thing off on the side. Yeah, so. like a like a rise. Yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> Christy, Marcel, it's all our friends and Kyoki. And he's standing there with these fucking huge <laughs> butterfly wings with a strap on. And like I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? What the fuck? Like, but I did I did get to be in Africa Bombada that day, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's right. That, that he was, was tra- also- he, he was train wrecking. Yeah, yeah. And Sorry. then yeah, no. And then uh, well, that was also the night that I I think that was the same the same event when we heard Trip Theory for the first time. Oh, was it? I think so. All, all I remember is I think we were at Renee's house after, and, and we and, and then after one of the songs played, Brandon and I just looked at each other and go, "Bro, and play again, play again." It was already daylight. Yeah, yeah of course it was. It was. A, I mean, we brought a lot of shows to 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 Gainesville, man. Like it was, and it was funny. Well, you like, did I, one of the first shows there, right? Yeah, yeah, in Bloom. In Shout Bloom, out. of course, of course. I you know it's funny I didn't even come up with the name but still um but <laughs> I, 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 over the name, AJ uh no uh Boza <laughs> good guess though either one it works yeah but um but it was funny like the constant tension of 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 just doing those parties in in Gainesville because it was like the Simon crew which was like all the house music and all that stuff because at the time Simon was one of the biggest clubs in the in the world and it was located in this fucking small little city in florida you know what i mean and but literally world famous like you talk about kiyoki sasha digweed like every big artist would go there and then 
And then we would butt heads with those guys. And then it was funny. Like I, one of the times I met Icy was like on a r- random Wednesday night. He had like 10 people there. And then he's, he was like set. He just ended up sitting next to eight, you know, us and AJ. And we were started talking about all this shit. And then that's how we became friends with icy and shit. You know what I mean? It's like, wow. it was, just, it was such like a weird um, it thing. It was like, because there was that battle of like house versus breaks. Kind of yeah, like all the time. Yeah. All the time. And at the same time, that's when the rave started. I was even before the, you know, all the, all the, the legalization or the, the two, the 2 PM code thing and all yeah, that. Yeah. The code or the breakdown of the rave laws and all that. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Stuff. Yeah, that was that was fun, man. Yeah, good times. Yeah. And it's funny to, to realize how it just sounds like you guys ruined it for future generations, right? At least for we pretty much for, for, for about 20 years, right? Because there's no more 2 p.m. laws, right? Yeah. No, they're still there. They're oh, really? still there. Orlando, yeah, Orlando, oh. Gainesville. Yeah. South Beach, obviously not is not, but yeah. Orlando, I think Tampa might be 2 p.m. as well. I remember how about Broward? Tampa, Tampa, Has that been lifted in Broward? No, Bra- yeah, Broward's yeah, Broward's pretty much open all the time, too zombies at, in, at 11 o'clock in the morning watching at 7-Eleven. Oh, 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 you talk about the edge? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oof. 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 The thing that I missed out on that one, though. I was in Gainesville when all that went down. Oh, then, that's yeah, no, no, that's where I was. I, I we caught a little bit of it. Yeah. We, were there. we were there. I, I were caught there. a little bit of it at the end, and then, you know, then, I, then that's when I moved to Gainesville after. But I've been I've been a zombie. I've been in well, that place. God. Um, but you know what? It's cool when you look back and we were in the middle of, of that scene when it was in its infancy and then when it i mean you talk about all those djs now and they're fucking legends and these were like people that slept on our fucking couch on our dining room table like like i mean it's it's fucking weird to look back at it now and say holy shit you know that is impressive right you guys were there like you guys did the beginning right because it got pretty big between gainesville and orlando the break scene it started while you guys yeah, yeah, it was really at so, least right? yeah, at least down here, you know, obviously it was like like the fever crew was right was the guys that, that yeah, really... fever and Bars- Warsaw happened in Miami and then you had but that was more know, like trance, right? So like no, 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 that, that, really? that was, great. No, that was the was beginning breaks. of it. That was the way it was like the best okay. dancers in, in the globe right there. Yeah. And with, with Dr. Psychosis was still one of my favorite DJs, man. Like that guy was, you know what I mean? It was, it was funny because it was obviously it was different. It wasn't like the Florida breaks, but you know, it was like when Josh Wink was you know, at the height and like, you know, higher states of consciousness and like, yeah, like that was kind of like that sound in the beginning of it. And then, and then like Icy was really like the one that revolved it and made it like sound like that Florida break, like the classic Florida break sound, you know? Um, But yeah, he was a Broward guy, right? He was Orlando, Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, we were, we were doing early parties in, in Gainesville, you know, um, remember the guys that, that did, we were friends with the guy that did Zen, you know what I'm saying? Like um, I forgot his name now, but um. But yeah, it was just it was just it was a great time. You know what I mean? It was it was cool to be part of that of that scene. You know, it was and like transition. To me, just yeah. hearing the transition from the breaks to the hip hop and how you you know can we say you were responsible for it or is that is that a bit too much? Who you? No, here here in the beach, you know, or you were just oh part no of no no because there was I didn't play any breaks at the beach. No no, but I mean the transition to the hip hop sound in the Miami club scene, like mm-hmm. at least the Miami beach. Scene. I wouldn't. I wasn't responsible for that, but I was. I say you were. Nobody's gonna. No, I, I was. Uh, I was. Uh, you know, you had like you had your Radimus, your Mauricio, you had your Irie. And I was like next tier. I was literally like, you know, coming. You know, and I, I ended up being like opening up for them to to like, you know, 
they're they're one hot spot on a Friday night. I'm at another hot spot on a Friday, mm-hmm. you know. So or Saturday night. So. Yeah, I mean, at what time? Like, I mean, and it's also the clubs had to change themselves. Like, there was one time when when the when Opium, like the original Opium, had Khaled, Irie, and Mauricio as their residents. So in, in one night, like they're in different rooms, or you know, yeah. like two in the they you had, know, like they had Privé, they had Privé, right. which was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So like you know like the the nightlife itself had to change and be knowing that and and just like the music itself was moving where hip hop was now like the the pro- predominant genre so once that and then the clubs are going to kind of fall back because that's what people want to hear you know yeah so yeah it was that and there was a place next to I forgot man it was Rock Bar did you ever play at Rock Bar no there was, Van, there was a Van place Dome I used to play at. Every once in a while. Well, Amica was a big spot. Oh, Amica I played as well. Yeah, a little while. Yep, yep. It was just it happened so fast before you know it. You know, you're... It's crazy. Well, it's 10 years. years, right? 10 years. It was about 10 years. <laughs> what? Did I DJ? Branch Runner was like what? Like like 2000 to... Like, like, like right? head down, laser. Yeah, it was 10 years. From 90... I think from 96 to 2005. So I, then, then I started slowing down in 2006, but I kept playing, you know, but not, I, the re, I moved away from the residencies, but I kept doing stuff for AJ all the time. It's fucking AJ. <laughs> <laughs> he, just when you think you're out, he pulls you back in. No, I, and I had some good times after that. I got to play with Ma- Magic Mike out of Orlando, like two or I three times only. after that. Yeah. I had nights at Cash Only. So you I know Magic had a, Mike? Is he a Drake guy? Yeah, he, well, he's a Miami bass guy. Am, okay. And, yeah, he's a Miami bass guy, but he I plays watched his Twitch and it's great. It's like oh, he's awesome. Yeah. He's and energetic. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he's, I like but he's he, a father. He does, he, does, he does a lot of hip hop too, though, because um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he held down a residency in Orlando for years at, at this place called Antigua's, and um and it was all hip hop. It was no breaks at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. He's 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 Miami bass hip hop. Yeah. And, and and breaks and I mean legend, he just plays everything. Yeah. yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, so there was cool. there's been good times, man. Yeah. I got to play with G Funk last Sunday. I'm oh yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Oh, and I told the guys. That's about it, the right. little, don't, don't DJ anymore, you peak. Yeah, you can retire now. The, the, the little pearl <laughs> of wisdom that you gave me that weekend about um, you know, I had asked you because you know, I, I I tend to be snooty when it comes to um, electric or digital uh, DJs, you know, that don't have uh, analog turntables and you were you 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 just like told me like hey it allows the artist to be more creative so ever since then i have approached it differently and i have opened up it wasn't easy it wasn't easy to 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 buy the digital gear like 15 years difficult digital (laughs) gear Oh man! Hey. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think, I think, bro, it's, it's, it's all about what you do with equipment, man. It's not the equipment itself. Like, there's. I always there's... said, listen, man. When, when somebody says, when somebody says, oh, you know, but now it's so easier because they could get all the music. I go, listen, I'm gonna give you the best gear, all the music, okay, and you're gonna go play in front of 500 people or 1,000 people for seven hours straight, and make sure that they, they, they hang for the next five to seven hours, and the bar makes money. Right. You got it all. So you could give all that stuff to if the person can't hold the crowd for a long period of time, then it doesn't matter what the gear and the music is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Pros and wisdom. 
by Brantley J. Vogt. Oh, that's what G Funk's doing, bro. He's holding it. You're the man these days, man. You're rocking around all over the place. Yes. I learned for the best. All right. Well, let's end it there with with DJ G Funk on top. Uh, Hey, Brant, dude, I thank you for taking the time, man. I appreciate it, brother. It was, uh, it's, I haven't seen you in a while. It's, It's good to see you again. Um, Likewise. I remember you there all those days, like keeping everybody feel safe. <laughs> that's, that's what a bouncer does. Except I, I'll, we're going to throw a dearest under the bus real quick. I, I do remember the, the privilege of dating a DJ was when the DJ's girlfriend starts a fight and you don't kick her out, you kick out the girl that, stu- that got hit. Or they got hit but, <laughs> But uh, but no, man. It, you know, the, the it's cool that after all these years, we're still friends, and you know, we have so many fucking stories to share. And oh man, this easily could be a fucking ten-hour podcast, but for sure. But no, sure. but uh, you might be arrested after literally, but yeah, yeah. The, the, sometimes it's funny because <laughs> there's times that we're talking about shit, and I want to tell the story, and I'm like, I don't think I should. I don't, right. you know, I'm but, gl- uh, I'm very I'm very uh, pleased with how this. It could it could have turned left really bad. No, I you know I was very open you know to like, but very civilized gentlemen. We we finally finally matured (laughs) a little bit a little bit a little bit. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, but there's yeah there's times we like God damn it I wish I could tell the story but fuck it's like you know we have kids (laughs) jobs but you know what. Even though we can't say on the air, we all know the stories and we all had a great time. So, I mean, we one day when we all get to meet up again, I mean, we'll share them and, and have a good time. Yes, but, uh, very important. Brent, DJ DBJ, thanks a lot, brother. I really well, thank you, man. Thank love you, you guys. Love taking you, man. the time appreciate to do it. this, man. Really right, appreciate man. it. Eric, yes. anything? Thank you guys. Any parting words? Bye. Bye, Gilbert. <laughs> Peace. Brent. Thank you, everyone, for listening. All right, guys, we're out.